The ink in your hand is yours to command. You tell the world what you have to say. Jennifer Bush Harris. Now, over our time together with this particular mini-series, I have done my best to gingerly remind you of your talent, your skill, and the potential that both have. And at the culmination of this particular mini-series, and I'm sure that in the new year, I'll touch on this again, but I want you to take a deep breath because this is probably going to be the hardest one I'm going to have to do. This particular episode is going to deal with people who will tell you that they cannot support what it is that you're doing. There will be some, dear Oracle, my fellow vernacular acrobats, my wordsmiths, who will tell you simply by virtue of what is what it is that you choose to write, the genre by which you want to either create a, a subgenre for, <clears throat> or sometimes even for the simple fact that you may be male writing romance or female writing horror. There will always have some, there will always be those who will have something to say. Now, again, because art is subjective, this is to be expected. However, it hits differently when you have people who tell you, despite your success in any area, that they cannot, will not support you. This is where you will have to push past and push back against these types of people. This will test most people who say they can and will support your work. I cannot tell you in doing the work that I do, even podcasting, meeting different people across this artistic spectrum who write any and everything, and I do mean everything, whom have told me that simply by virtue of what they have chosen to write about, they've lost support. And not just from, again, the tier one or tier two people whom we spoke about, whom I spoke about, in uh, the previous set, the previous segment of this particular miniseries, but by people by which they know and have confided in, people in their own personal artistic circles, you have to be mindful that while art is subjective, and while criticism to a greater extent is too subjective, you have to understand that writing will, it must create a a thick skin to you. You must be able to develop a professional self, as it were, to deal with that type of criticism. It can't get into your heart because if it does, you'll stop writing, it'll cripple you. And here is how you continue to go forward. Now, what do I mean when I say the pro a professional self and developing a thick artistic skin? Well, a professional self as I have actually had to define it for myself, as well as employ it, your professional self is literally how you present yourself as an author or writer to the world around you. That self is just concerned with the work, the writing, and the process that goes into it, i.e. you take your emotionality out of it. You, put, you do the work, your job is to do the work, and put it out for to be consumed by the world around you. It's a commodity. Your stories are a commodity. Your poems are a commodity. They're meant to be enjoyed or sold in, some, in certain cases. So when you develop that, prof that professional self, you have to keep in mind that it's only that. Now, what do I mean? I mean, when I say it's only built for that purpose, 
it's built for that purpose as a form of a sh- as a form of shield. It's a shield and buckler, as it were, because once you have decided to divorce your emotions from a particular uh, tier of support, which is again we talked about in the last show, those tier one and tier two people. Once you have done that, then you have decided whatever criticism comes to you, it is not coming to you as the individual, as the person, as the artist. It's coming toward this you know, manufactured image, as it were, of you as the writer, of you as the artist. Because if you allow, again, every piece of criticism to hit you, you will never create anything. And they will hobble you toward creating anything else in the future. So it is important that you begin to create that dichotomy in your own creativity. It is important that you do that. Otherwise, you will be hampered by the thoughts and the feelings and emotions of other people. And as it relates to why that's necessary, it is necessary, especially when you decide to do writing as a career or you decide to you know, build, build a brand concerning uh, the particular topic or genre by which you want to write about. It is essential that you begin to develop the ability to just put your work out, put your blogs out, write your books, and then still be able to, as it were, take, a, take two or three steps back and just look at the work that you've done. Because again, all art is subjective, writing is subjective, and you cannot allow every, every sling and arrow of outrageous fortune to hit you and harm you and hamper your ability. Because you do have talent. You do have talent. And some people just cannot wrap their minds around why writers write what we do. But again, we're a group of misfits. I believe, I believe it was uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald who said that writers are, wor- are basically worlds trying to be one person. And again, when you decide to do something the fans in your circle may not like, you, you will have to believe in what it is that you want to do. So again, let's go, let's examine this a little bit deeper. Fans are important. People who follow your work are important. They are always appreciated and always make time to make them feel appreciated. Writing can be a very solitary, lonely thing. So the people who love your work, they cannot be stand for enough. So again, even to those of you who entertain my thoughts, on this particular podcast, on this and all my other platforms, I richly thank you and you cannot know what you mean to me. And with that said, the fans also can't dictate to you what you're going to write. As far as their opinion cannot be the final say and what it is you want to create. I remember uh, I was reading an article about Anne Rice when she was, uh, I believe she was writing about the vampire Armand. And uh, Armand had died in her story. And then uh, there was a group of fans who came to a particular book signing and uh, they wore these shirts, I believe they said, you know, Armand lives. So Anne was so taken with that that she decided, now keep in mind, Anne decided that she was going to find a way to resurrect Armand and uh, stop him and stop him from uh, being eliminated from the Vampire Chronicles. Now that's something totally different. So Anne was inspired by her fans to create more work. The fans did not tell Anne to create more work. So you have to be able to develop that as well. You have to be able to see 
what it is that people want and balance that with what you want to do. Because I believe there, uh, Anne has taken at least maybe two or at least two breaks that I know of from writing the Vampire Chronicles. Once one was after her husband Stan had died and she wrote Blood Canticle and then uh, she took a break from the she took a break from the series and wrote her angel books and then uh, she's she did one after you know then she wrote uh, I believe Christ the Lord out of Egypt and then she went back to her vampire books and I believe she's on she's on break now um, after writing uh, this last this uh, last story I believe and I believe that's Blood Communion as you can tell I'm an Anne Rice fan but at the same time. Anne does not allow the fans to dictate what she writes. Even she spoke about when uh, she had, when she was uh, actually coming out of atheism after being raised Roman Catholic, that after she really recommitted to her faith and decided that she wasn't going to go back and write uh, about vampires and all these, you know, all these dark things, that the fandom was in an uproar. They couldn't, they couldn't imagine why she was doing this and thought it was a bad idea. But Anne did what she wanted to do because that is what she felt most peace about. Now watch that, do not, do not ignore that. The, th the tightrope that writers walk is this idea of pleasing the fans and pleasing your own creativity. We straddle, we straddle this fence. We've, we have mastered this tightrope. You may not always get it right, but the thing is, how you know when you get it right is when you have created something within yourself that you are proud of. And if people like it, if it's a commodity, if it's a bestseller, awesome. If, you, if, it, gets, if it garners you more traffic to your website, awesome. But it all is contingent on what it is that you want to do. It cannot be solely up to the fans or your supporters to say to you, you should do X or you should write why. It is totally dependent on you as the writer to do what pleases you. Nikki Giovanni says that, that we as writers, we write for ourselves first. And if you wrote like someone was over your shoulder, you would never write anyway. So bear that in mind. Be aware and beware of those who think they own your talent because if you are not mindful of these people, if you do not, or if you do not, and I cannot stress this enough, dear ones, if you are not mindful of these people, you will be hobbled and not even know it. The thing about writing is that, is that it is and does have the potential to be multidimensional. Again, when I created this particular platform, I did it under the Christopher Priest, under the Christopher Priest quote. And that quote is, a real writer can write anything. There's nothing off limits to a writer. There's nothing that your talent cannot explore, cannot research, cannot test, cannot flip, that cannot reach. You have all in you due to your talent, due to your skill, to write whatever you want to write about. It is not dictated by other people. And I know sometimes, again, with art, people love to try and put their handprint on what other people create, trying to make it theirs, trying to make it more applicable, more, more palatable to someone else, that someone else being them, believing in doing so, that they have in some way contributed to a great work, even though they have done none themselves. 
So you must be mindful of that. And again, I say a real writer can write anything and realize that your talent is not community property. And the last thing I want to remind you of is this. Realize you do not write for other people. You are your first fan and sometimes your worst critic and your first critic. And in being your first fan, first critic, and sometimes worst critic, you have all within you to do better, to scrap a work, and, su and support your own work. Sometimes the hardest thing is the start. Stephen King again says the, the scariest part is right before you begin. This idea, this feeling of what you have in your head, trying to see it on paper, that is always going to be the scariest part right before you begin. Because once you have committed, then, then you are accountable to your imagination. Now you have to go through with it. Now you have to go forward. Now, since you have made the decision by which to create something that was not there before, you now have whole, have, you are now beholden to your talent. And I tell friends of mine all the time that writing is a ruthless lover, for me anyway. There are times that I have stories and ideas that come in the most, in the most sometimes innocuous, scary, and uh, inconvenient places. But because I value my talent, because I value what it is I have to say, because I value my imagination, I try my best and catch those things when they come, even if I don't write, even if I don't necessarily write a draft to them right away, even if I don't necessarily do a flash fiction for them right away, even if I don't put a, t a title to it right away, I honor my talent by listening to my imagination. I listen to my own imagination. Realize support, like all other forms of, cr of critique, are subjective. If people will only support you and only support you because of what they like, what they want you to write, understand that that is okay too. However, as a writer, you must own your pen, period. If you take one thing away from this particular miniseries, I want you to have the confidence again to own your pen. Own your pen. It belongs to you. Now, what do I say when I mean own your pen? This means that everything that you create belongs to you. Everything that you have shown to people belongs to you. Everything by which you have researched for, write toward, it all belongs to you. Do not cheapen yourself by thinking that, quote, I'm just a writer or quote, it doesn't matter. Quote, nobody supports it, so why keep writing? You should keep writing because it makes you happy. You should keep writing because it fulfills you. You should keep writing because you have something to say. If you didn't have anything to say, your imagination wouldn't bother you. Ask me how I know. The wonderful thing about writing is that you can do it at any time, any space, and anywhere. And now with the advent of technology, especially with smartphones and uh, my dream device always, a, an iPad, that you can do anything. You can work anywhere. You can record those random thoughts that you, wanna, that you want to explore on a voice app. The, the thing that I want you to remember, the thing that I want you to, that I am trying to convey in the most eloquent fashion is that I want you to regain your confidence. I want you to regain your confidence and get comfortable with your voice on paper or on screen again. 
I want you to be reminded that you have something to say. And because you have something to say, you need to honor it. You need to be brave enough to follow through with it. It doesn't make you any less of a writer to be scared. And again, just as I mentioned a moment ago, even Stephen King, he who has written over a hundred books, whose first book, Carrie, was rescued by his, by his loving wife, Tabitha, whom, whom he thought, he, again, who he thought Carrie was, uh, quote unquote, an all-time loser. Even he had trepidations. F. Scott Fitzgerald died not seeing how amazing, and without seeing how amazing and how prolific the great Gatsby was. You have to understand that Maya Angelou, before she got uh, the critical acclaim, she herself did odd, did odd jobs and didn't think that she had anything to say. And it was James Baldwin who encouraged her to write. It was James Baldwin who was a mentor of sorts to Toni Morrison. You have to understand that to be a writer is sometimes lonely and sometimes the only support you have is from, is from your own self. So since your first support comes from you, why not own your pen? Why not own everything that you have to say? Why not own your vocabulary? Why not own your accent? Why not own your dialects? Why not bring the people who are roaming around in your head to life on screen and paper? You can do it. You have support. You have time. And you have a pen. So own all of it.